Hi there and welcome to the 23rd workout of the 30 days of 30 minute rows. Now don't worry if you're like, oh man, I've missed 22 of them, there's no point. There is a point, especially for today's row, because this is one of the top maximum effort workouts. Because what you're going to do is you're going to start off with two minutes nice and gentle, pootling along, la 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 la, and then you're going to go bang into one minute fast. I want you to do it run about 30 strokes a minute and at 2k pace or faster. If you don't have a 2k pace, that's absolutely fine. I just want you to go fast, okay? 30 strokes a minute and fast. You should be really holding on and by the end of that minute, you should be getting, oh, can I hold on, all right? And then you get two minutes down that nice little pootling pace again. We're just paddling, moving slowly. You can even take a rest if you want to, especially as we get through this row, because you're gonna repeat this over and over again, 10 times in total. And of course, 10 times two plus one equals 30 minutes. That's your row over. You can then go, oh, oh, and then we'll have a cool down and, and a stretching session, all right? Noise is optional. So, main thing to say before we get into our four-minute warm-up is I want you to make sure that you are warm for today's row. So if the four-minute warm-up isn't long enough, then pause the video and continue to warm up so you're happy and you're ready to hit those one minutes hard, all right? That's the important part. Right, so let's get into that four minute warm up. And as always, we have to set up our machine. Now, in a concept two, that means going straight to the drag factor and setting it to where you want it to be. If you know, have, have no idea where you want it to be, then please just set it between four and five. Because too low isn't the problem, too high is the problem, because it's too heavy and you have to really heave against it. And that's my guide for folks who just have a resistance setting. It's set it so you get a nice feel from the stroke, but you don't feel you have to tug and pull and heave against the stroke in order to get your machine moving, right? Next up, go to your monitor, and if you're able to, please set it to eye height so you don't have to look up and you don't have to look down, both of which will kind of ruin your posture. And finally, adjust your foot plates if you can so that as you come forwards, your shins get into a nice vertical position, okay? If you're set too high, it can get a bit tough to get there. If you're set too low, you can go scooting past and your backside will go out from underneath you. You'll lose some power. And there's a potential for injury there, but it's more about power. So, four minute warm up. We're going to do this in around about 20 strokes a minute. And I just want you to start with that push from your feet as though you were standing up from a squat, okay? Not much power because we're going to work on the timing of our feet and our hands. I will explain. Here we go. Then, in three, two, one, and we're off. So, I know we're on row 23, so you'll have heard me say this 22 times so far. But I want you to start by working on the timing of when you push your feet into the foot plates and when your hands connect the handle to the machine. And that means the point when you feel the weight of the, the stroke happen, that kind of, well, the connection. <laughs> I really don't have to over explain this, do I? But the point is that you want your feet to push at exactly the same time your hands connect. And that's how you get power from your legs into the machine. If you push beforehand, your backside scoots away and you do this weird lurchy thing. If you pull too soon, you can't quite connect with the legs. But if you power with the legs, at the same time the hands connect and you have a forwards tilt and straight arms, then that power surges into the machine. And talking of power, you can now start to think about a bit more pace. If you have a 2K training pace, I want you to go 18 seconds slower than that 2K average pace. If you don't, then just aim for five out of 10 effort, which is kind of the same amount of effort as if you were walking up 
a constant flight of stairs. So you know you're gonna get out of breath, your heart rate will go up, but it doesn't feel like you're working too hard. And that's the five out of 10 effort. Should be able to hold a conversation, should know you're working out, but not feel like you're circling, <laughs> getting too tired. Right, two more strokes. One more, and then we're gonna put one foot on the ground. So unstrap one foot, put it on the ground, continue rowing. Try not to let your technique go all over the place, just because you've got only one leg strapped in. Your balance should still be okay. You should still be able to give a good solid push. Straight arms, forwards tilt, push. Okay, last one on this leg and let's swap feet. And what should happen is that having just the one leg strapped in just gives you a little bit increased flexibility. You should be able to come in a lot more comfortably to the front of the machine with your shins vertical. Try and avoid going past vertical though, okay? Vertical is enough. Last one here. Put both feet in, tighten those straps, legs straight, and roll with your back and arms. So swing over your hips, pull in your arms, push out your arms, swing over your hips. Swing, pull, push, swing. Swing, pull, push, swing. The most important part here, well, the important part is that you pick up that initial connection with the hip for the back swing, not with the arm pull, okay? So just rock over, rock. Okay, let's roll to the front of the machine, arms straight, forwards tilt, and just push lightly out from the front. Work on that timing between the feet and the hands, but also work on that sensation of holding the forwards tilt and straight arms as you push with the legs. It's so important. Cannot overstate this enough that you hold this position as you drive that power in from your legs first, and then you add the backswing, and then you add the arms. So push, swing, pull, okay? Not pull, bleh, okay? There we go. So that's me done with the warm up. Um, you don't have to stop, like I said. You can continue to do the warm up, pause the video, and make sure that you're perfectly ready. Remember, you're gonna start off with two minutes of light rowing before we get into that first minute, so um, that might help you anyway. So, I am gonna do what I've been doing so far and replay the video I recorded in 2021, and I will see you at the end for the cool down and some stretching. Right, hopefully you're nice and warm. Hopefully you have uh, recovered after the warm up. Hopefully, hopefully you've had a drink. <sighs> I had quite a lot of fluffs in what I'm saying today. Maybe it's because it's so cold, I can't move my mouth properly. It's not even that cold, it's only like four degrees. <laughs> People in Canada going, eh, you don't know cold. <laughs> so, right, we're starting off at two minutes easy, and that gives us a nice ramp into our first minute hard, okay? So here we go then, in three, two, one, let's go. Now I'm gonna start this easy one at 18 strokes a minute again, and maybe, Right about 2K plus 18. I'm just gonna push it a tiny little bit faster than I normally would, just to get a zing into my legs. 
There we go. Took me a few strokes to get there. And my heart rate monitor's dead again. Ah. All right, I'm not going to stop and I've been battling with the heart rate monitor. Should I get this video made today? And I give up now. I'm afraid you don't get heart rate data today. Sorry. It's because I couldn't find my Power Labs one again. I'm using the Polar one again, which just refuses to connect sometimes. Okay, it's one minute gone. Now remember, your power comes from a powerful leg drive, okay? So as we go into this first one minute effort, really think about your pace coming from your legs. Less than 30 seconds to go. And hold that forward lean straight arms for at least half of the leg drive and then swing over your back and pull in your arms. All right. Two. One. You ready? Let's go sprinting. One stroke every two seconds. Push hard with your legs. Might take a while or might have taken 10 strokes or so for you to hit your breaking pace. That's okay. First time round is always a bit sticky. Push those feet into the machine. Almost there. Four, three, two, one. Good job. I was mostly to pace there. Slipped a bit at the start and at the end. So my intention for these two minutes down is kind of like an in-between. I'm not stopping, but I'm also not putting in much effort. I'm just keeping moving in order to keep my muscles pumping and the blood circulating. So this really is for the three, three ways that I have rode this session over the 30 days. This is the middle way to do it. Okay, less than 45 seconds to go into the next one. Hopefully that first one 
didn't feel too bad. I mean, it's hard work, but you should have felt okay with it, holding your 2K pace. Like I say, if you're a second off here or there, no one's gonna shout at you for it. <coughs> As we get through this session, it might get a little bit harder to try and hold it, but that's okay. Okay, in three, two, one, let's go sprinting. So remember, if you want to, just follow along in the video with me for stroke rate. I may bounce a little bit between 29 and 30, but hopefully it'll work out well enough for you. Keep those legs pushing into the machine. I really want those legs to explode the power in and then your back and arms add power on top of that two more one more nice and then easing off again I still even though I'm rowing a lot slower at basically a minute slower pace right now I don't want my technique to completely collapse on me so I'm still thinking sequencing holding the body positions the body angles that I want forward lean into the front straight arms push with the legs hold the leaning arms until the legs are about halfway done but it's in many ways a lot easier to go through all of your angles and positions and sequencing when just pushing lightly with your legs because you're not suddenly fighting against the weight of the machine and like feeling like you need to like swing early to try and overcome that weight of the machine which if you have to do that chances are your drag factor or resistance are set too high for you right six strokes to go for me I think, yeah. Three more. Three. Two. One. Let's go sprinting. I do think about your fingers just hooking over the handle. It's one way to really embrace 
that hang feeling off the handle as you push your legs into the machine I'm really big on that sensation of the hang right now and fingers hooked will really help that five four three two one three down still for me holding the 2k pace at 30 strokes a minute quite comfortably well comfortably in terms of if a workout like this is meant to be 9 to 10 out of 10 from an effort point of view then right now it feels about 9 out of 10 I've still got intensity headroom if you want to call it that where it can get a little bit tougher without me needing to fade can't actually remember what the pace was that I did last time for these minute intervals must have been faster than 2k pace for the last time round right so just over 30 seconds to go until the next one and remember if you're struggling getting the stroke rate up really think about getting your hands away from your body that helps trigger the recovery which helps get your stroke rate up there okay in three two one let's go sprinting so my hands are pulling in at the back of the stroke only but then they bounce I'm rebounding using my body's natural springiness of my muscles and tendons and ligaments then I help that to get my hands forwards almost there five four three two one so the key of those hands away is to pull in at the back of the stroke 
your hands then rebound and by right rebound I don't mean that you literally bounce the handle off your chest and end up with a big bruise at the end <laughs> it's about how your body when you pull your elbows through your sides naturally wants to just come back forwards again just if you do this your body wants to return your arms again at least slightly forwards and so you use that natural return to then get your hands away from you to get your arms past your knees nice and straight and that triggers that return forward lean of your back so that by the time your hands are past your knees you're already in the right position for the next stroke and all you have to do is bend your knees to roll to the front of the machine and that really will help speed up that recovery return to the front of the machine okay three two one let's go sprinting and all the while remember this is a explosion of your legs at the front of the machine that's where the power comes from all of this straight arms forward lean stuff is just about getting that power in there so that you can then add in the swing over your back and the final pull of your arms to help you go faster three two one so we're halfway there it's five down and this is the point where depending on how you're feeling for how the last five went this is where you decide whether you want to start increasing your pace for the next five so I've been pretty much consistently one well, 145.6 was the first but then it seems to have held around about 144.5 which is just half a second under my 2k pace which I'm pleased about because I usually row a 2k piece at around about 32 strokes a minute so to be under my 2k pace for these intervals at a slightly slower stroke rate 
gives me hope that maybe I have more in me than I think I have. So I'm just gonna see how I feel through the next five sprints. Next one's coming up in six strokes for me, and then 18 still for these recovery periods. Three, two, one. Let's go sprinting. Now, I haven't really spoken about posture. Which is often the thing that starts to go as fatigue sets in. So make sure at both ends of the stroke you're sitting powerfully up on your sit bones, ready for the braced core to let that power flood, flow, whoosh through your body. Almost there. Three, two, one. I think, yeah, that was only 29. But most of these that I'm doing are only 29 strokes a minute. I just spotted that and that was 143.8 and a bit of a fade towards the end but I'm hopeful I can continue to increase pace as we go through the last of these well, I say last Got a bunch to go. How do we more than halfway there from that last one? Was that the seventh? Hang on. So we've got 10 down to nine is the next one. Then seven down to six. Four down to three. Oh no. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. I was joking about how I should start doing maths riddles in these rows. Not that I'd ever get my own answers right, so that's the problem. Okay. 30 seconds to go till the next one. I'm just puddling along at 20 strokes a minute for the time being. I'm just going to hold this. So six strokes to go. Almost there. Four. Three. Two. One. Let's go sprinting. I really get that push from the legs in there. You should see your pace increase. Even if after 10 strokes, that pace 
starts to fade, don't worry about it. Just keep on pushing with your legs. See if you can go faster. Interval to interval as we finish off this rope pretty soon. Four, three, two, one. Ooh. Slightly faster. But hey, I'll take 0.4 of a second. I mean, across the full 2K, that would be 1.6 seconds. And when you get to the kind of the top end of what you can achieve in things like a 2K, a 1.6 second increase can be amazing. Oh. Especially if you're, if you've got bigger goals, say you want to lose 10 seconds off your 2K time, rather than thinking about trying to get that 10 seconds off between two rows, just set smaller goals. So if you can just go half a second faster on your 2K pace, that's two seconds at a time. So, and half a second is nothing, really. I say that, of course, but when you're really up against the tough end of a 2K, half a second in pace is a lot. Okay, five strokes to go. Three, two, one. Here we go then, let's go sprinting. And then I just caught myself trying to over lean into the front of the machine in the hopes of more power. But it rarely works that way. I tend to leak power. It's much better to think about using the same body position, but just more of a push from your legs. Really slam them into the machine. Push that machine away from you. Five, four, three, two, one. Two more to go. Whew. How'd we do? Ah, see, the truth is, the real reason, well, not the real, but a large 
part of why I talk technique and certainly specifics like that last interval is to coach myself as I'm doing these and so because that time I was focused more on the leg drive and really using muscle power from that push of the legs and trying to keep it in through the whole minute then I was a whole two seconds faster than the interval before and that is huge I mean that's eight seconds over a 2k and that was just from thinking about pushing harder with the legs because when you push harder with the legs as long as you have that connection between your feet and your hands and you have that forward lean and the straight arms then you will feel the force against the handle increases as that extra power goes into it three try it with me on this one two one let's go sprinting so really push get a good feeling of a push of your legs push and get them all the way down try not to lock your knees but get your legs down and don't worry if you have a small flick against the straps at 20 at 30 strokes a minute and real push to almost max of your legs it's inevitable that you have some flick okay three two one ah slightly slower hold on bang on 141.3 again so prepare yourself for the last one okay same stroke rate but let's see just how much you can get out of your legs I really want to try to get into the 139 area for this last one which would be 2k minus 5 or faster I want to hold that 30 strokes a minute and let it be about leg power after all that's what's making this a top tier workout today is that full power from your legs it may not be half an hour of top end 
hard cardio but those one minute efforts at full guns from your legs will mean your body is working at max from a muscle point of view and certainly should be in six strokes time five four three you ready for this last one two one let's go sprinting so really get it in there see if you can change the tone of your machine should be screaming at you as you put in all that extra power less than 30 to go get that connection between your feet and your hands strong and push two one oh. uh, that pleases me 138.3 I'll take that oh. man right sorry I <laughs> That really does take it out of you. Let's get into a two minute cool down and we'll do some stretching afterwards. Run about the same pace you did the warm up at and then just gradually ease off over the two minutes. In three, two, one, let's go. Right, you may have spotted that I'm wearing cycling shorts. That's because in my youthful exuberance I thought you know what I'm going to do today's row and then I'm going to do my high rocks training afterwards which is meant to be 500 meters ski 500 meters row one kilometer bike and then just do as many sets of that as possible within 45 minutes with no real rest in between just the amount of time it takes to get from machine to machine that was the plan but <laughs> I am quite undecided as to whether <laughs> whether to even consider approaching that after doing that row because I am well, years ago I was on holiday in Corsica when I was like six or seven and there was a some kind of a festival on dance festival and there was a woman there American woman who at the end of it was overheard to say I am utterly pooped and that phrase has stuck with me for like 40 years 
and it's fair to say that today, after that row, I am utterly pooped. In fact, let's have that as today's hashtag when you leave a comment. Utterly pooped. That's me done with the cool down. That's me almost done. You don't have to stop cooling down, of course. You can continue or you can join me for some stretching. If you don't have time, please at least stretch your quads, hamstrings, and if you have time, your glutes as well. Or you can join good old Stretchy John up there. He'll take you through some stretches if you have access to a stretching mat, or I will take you through stretches on the machine if you don't have space, okay? So put your legs back in the foot straps, keep them loose, the foot straps, so you can put your toes up against them, create a bit more of an angle between your feet and your legs. Put your hands in the air and fold your chest down towards your legs. Now really, again, we're on day 23 of this, so hopefully I've said it enough times, and as being I've been doing this stretching session at the end of every row, I think all year so far, hopefully you'll have heard me say this idea of folding forwards enough that you get the idea what it is, that the, if you do that fold, it gets that stretch properly down into your hamstrings, okay, down into, right in your hamstrings. If you bend with your upper, like could just curl your upper or lower back, you don't get the stretch. So hopefully by now you've learned how it's supposed to feel. Let's do our glutes next. So one leg up on the rail, other foot comes over into, so the heel is in the crook of your knee. Bring your knee across your body so you have a straight line between your face, your knee and your foot. Hold that knee in place with one arm and then rotate your body around. And that rotation plus keeping that knee in the same place will create that stretch down into your glute. Remember, you can hold on to the back of the machine for stability if you wish. Don't use this to pull yourself around because that can... I'm never really a fan of stretches that um, you kind of force yourself into. I know there's a couple of ones where, like the stretching the forearms um, and maybe the triceps and shoulders because you're adding on a bit of a stretch, but it's still not like a... You're not wrenching yourself. You're kind of... You're adding pressure rather than kind of pulling yourself into it. And so if you are going to hold on to the, let's change legs. If you are going to hold on to the back of the machine, just do it for stability. Don't do it to add force, okay? It can help if like just to straighten your torso round or something. Like by all means use it for that. But just don't, yeah, hopefully you get what I mean, okay? Got a bad habit of saying something and then saying it again and then saying it again. <laughs> I think it was my uh, high school English teacher drum that into me when you're eating a eating eating <laughs> when you're writing an english essay you should say what you're going to say you should say it and then you should say it again and i think that's what i do with a lot of this stuff so let's move on to our quads next let's move on to our quads next let's move on to our quads next <laughs> so uh you can hold on to the monitor for initial stability if you wish flick your foot up behind you i'll move over a little bit in case stretchy john is obscuring me um and then hold your heel against your backside and just give a little bit of a pull on your foot. Like I say, I prefer holding onto the upper, kind of the bridge or even higher up on my foot so that I'm not pulling on my toes and stretching all the tendons through my feet. I'm concentrating on putting that stretch down here into my quads because they get a huge amount of work, especially on a row like today's one, which is all about power and force. Your quads will have taken a huge amount of um, uh, 
work. No, worse than what phrase I'm trying Would have gone through a lot of effort. There we go. <laughs> I couldn't quite finish off that sentence. I mean, it's not good brain freeze. Again, going on to the high rocks thing. Uh, if you haven't heard me talk about it before, it's eight different... So you do eight one kilometer runs and then between each of them you do the same order of uh, functional exercises. You do um, ski erg, you do sled push, sled pull, uh, burpees, row, farmer's carry, lunges, wall balls in between. Let's move down to hip flexors. One knee on the ground, toes up behind you, other foot is in front of you, you with a knee above it. Good posture, please. And then push that hip forward, the one that has the knee on the ground. Um, push it forwards, keep that good posture to get that stretch into your hip flexor. But yeah, so it's always the same order that I just said. But the amount of people uh, that talk about like exercise generated brain freeze, where they're so tired they just completely forget, even though all the stations have numbers on them, they just forget what they've done. Have I done the wall balls? Have I done the row? Have I done the farmer's carry? And they miss one out and get penalized. And the fact that sometimes when I'm tired, I can't even think of a word doesn't really bode well for when I do my, my first High Rocks event. So I've not done any yet. You see, I'm training for, right now it's November, end of November, 23rd to be exact. Um, right, uh, so let's change legs, same thing again. Um, and my first actual High Rocks is at the end of January in Manchester. Um, I've got a performance, it's a performance fitness test. That's what's called PFT. I've got one of them in December uh, in Three and a bit weeks time, I think, yeah. Um, yeah, so I got one of them in December, which is almost like a, a mini High Rocks version. Uh, but then not a proper one until Manchester. Then a couple of weeks after that is in Glasgow. So hopefully all this training I'm doing is gonna pay off. So maybe I shouldn't dodge tonight's training. Maybe I should just take a rest and then come back and do it and see how I get on. Right, let's move on to forearms next. So hands together in front of your face and then push them together, but bring them down in front of you, okay? So it's almost like you're doing some strange prayer, okay? Um, and you should really feel that your wrists and underneath your forearms will get a nice stretch and your fingers should too, okay? So um, yeah, let's get a nice wee stretch. Uh, just keep on pushing those hands together. If you just kind of limp and just kind of hold them here, you're not doing anything. But if you push those hands together while in this kind of nice right angles between your forearms and your fingers, you should get a nice little stretch, okay? So let's move on to shoulders next. So hands straight out in front of you, bring it across your body and then use your other arm to just kind of, like I say, just ease that stretch in. You're not, again, this, I know I'm kind of on shaky ground in terms of saying um, don't force something, but because of the angle you're at here, I can't really get that much further than this. Um, like if I'm looking straight on, can re can only really stretch, which gives me enough of a stretch. If I start to rotate against my arm, then I can overstretch it, okay? But by keeping my body facing straight forwards and just using this arm to create the stretch, then it controls the amount. Let's change arms, it controls the amount. Whereas if I was to do this, to start and then try and straighten but hold this arm in the same place so it's almost like I'm trying to pop my shoulder out of its socket then well imagine it's not going to go well is it it's gonna be like action man isn't it when you pull out his arms and he's just left with a little piece of elastic in between I actually imagine like when I the tendon damage I did to my shoulder from squash that's kind of how I imagine I did is like because I hyperextended my shoulder so many times and kind of popped it and stretched the tendon so much. That's why I think my shoulders are like, it's the only part of me that's like Action Man or G.I. Joe, if you're, if you're that way, if that's your background. Right, hands behind, let's do our biceps next. So hands behind you um, and rotate your thumbs outwards. 
and that'll give you a nice stretch of your bicep. Now, if you get to us, if you get your angles right here, you can you can kind of bring in that kind of compound stretch through your shoulders and your upper body as well, like your 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 um, chest. Can't, it opens up from doing this. It's maybe not a full-on stretch stretch, but your chest will open up, like your ribcage and stuff will open up by doing this stretch. So it's a very good one to do anyway, not just for your biceps, but just kind of opens everything out. So, I mean, if you want to do your upper back a bit better, then clasp your hands together and and kind of bring your hands behind. But I don't really do that one because it hurts my shoulders. Uh, what's left? Right, uh, less, <laughs> what's left is triceps. Sorry. <laughs> so put one hand in the air, put it on your back, and then use your other hand to just straighten up that elbow so it points right to the sky, okay? Try not to crunch your neck in. I had a couple of sessions, I think session 20 and 21, I was kind of crushing my neck, my... Um, trapezius, trapezoid, trap, whatever, um, neck muscle basically, while doing this because I was trying to kind of force it. Um, and it hurt, strangely. Change arms. Oh, this is our last one, we're almost done. Hopefully Stretchy John is almost done as well. He's, a, he's very good at what he does. Doesn't say a word as well, just sits there quite happily going through his stretches. Probably laughs at me the whole time while I'm stretching, going, oh. Can you shut up? Right, there we go. That's us done with our stretching and that's us done with row 23. So it's only a week's worth of rowing left. Um, and then we'll be all done for the 30 uh, days of 30 minute rows. So I hope you're enjoying it. This was, I just love this. As much as I was all like, oh, it's hard work. I just love this one because it's one minute hard, two minute off. And those, the, 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 that time machine thing that happens between the one minute and the two minute is just so fascinating that that one minute lasts so long and the two minutes go <laughs> like that. Anyway, so I am going to do what I said. I'm going to have a quick drink, quick rest, rub myself. Now that I'm nicely stretched after that, I think I've got the energy to do this um, AMRAP thing, as many re reps as possible. Yeah, AMRAP thing of the um, ski row bike. So let's, I'll, I'll report and let you know how I got on. But yeah, so if you want to use a, a hashtag to let me know you got this far through the video uh, on any kind of comments, whether it's on YouTube or Facebook or Twitter or Insta or wherever you want to do them, uh, then you can use utterly pooped, okay, as the um, hashtag. Hopefully that's not going to get any kind of flagged. Shouldn't do. Poop's fine, isn't it? God, wouldn't that be awful if I got like an explicit thing for using the word poop? Anyway, thank you so much for coming along and do this one and putting up with my shtick. I will see you in one of my many, 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 many other videos. Until then, please take care of yourselves. Be well. Bye-bye.